Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So yeah, I, I can't get enough of like uh, of the Blue Origin like dick rocket uh, memes photos making fun of it my favorite is comparing it to a magic wand have you seen that photo <laughs> i have not however i'll tell you this when i heard about it i was like i don't give a shit about it i honestly didn't and i was at work and then i was on buzzfeed and uh the first thing i saw was uh, like talking about the uh bezos missions up to space <laughs> And I see the rocket, and literally the first thing I thought of was uh, Austin Powers. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. And, Evil. Yes. And immediately, like, as soon as I started to scroll up, I saw all the memes that was referencing that. And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is validation, but I'll take every little bit of it. I like the idea and I think I kind of did the same thing where it's like you're at work, you have a minute to check in on your phone, you mm-hmm. see that it's a dick-shaped rocket he's taking to space and you just are basically, yeah, that checks out and then back you go to work. <laughs> Welcome to Sidewalk. Work podcast, guys. I am your host, Andrea Wallace. I am your other host, Brooke Van Poplin. And joining us today, that that friendly voice you just heard is one of our buddies and first-time guests, longtime listeners. Please welcome Jared Hayes, everybody. Hi. And uh just to let you ladies know, because I got a reputation to keep, uh, I'll give you I'll I'll uh, Venmo you both a dollar just to keep it on the low that I'm a <laughs> friendly guy that you're friendly <laughs> fellow um, yeah. yeah yes we have been paid to say that officially yes, absolutely <laughs> he's actually one of uh, our sponsors and part of the contract is he has to be on the podcast once a month now yeah um, <laughs> or else we're gonna get it yeah um, can i can i just say oh i i definitely missed some opportunities yesterday because mm-hmm. I can't get enough of uh, that Bo Burnham special and his Jeffrey mm-hmm. Bezos songs. I just <laughs> want to sing all day. Jeffrey Bezos, Jeffrey Bezos. You it's- did it. You did it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> he so went bad. to space. Good for him. He did. It reminds yeah. me, though, like every other person who's like struggling to find a job and an identity in this post it's well it's not a post pandemic it's return of the pandy for yeah. um the unvaxxed at the moment which we won't get too too heavy into it you can't mm-hmm. not talk about it it is but uh you know people being like oh great that fucking turd went to space for 11 minutes i just also watched the summer of soul documentary about black woodstock <gasps> it's Did you- so good we have to talk about that probably it's off as so good unreal but it so is good. isn't it so good but it is oh, completely yeah. mirroring the summer of 1969 mm-hmm. black like that that 
festival took place the same day that Americans we put a man the on the moon. Yeah. And yep. so they were interviewing all of the black folks at the festival. And they're like, yeah, how mm-hmm. about we work on poverty exactly. and races? I don't give a fuck about yeah. a bunch yeah. of privileged people I've, in space. Yeah. I had seen oh, that wow, footage we before. I had seen that footage before. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I was like, it's just so great. And talk about, so it's also at the same time Woodstock happened for people who who haven't mm-hmm. seen this uh, summer soul. Basically in 1969, the summer, there was a series of concerts that took place in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, now this was the festival of peace, love and happiness. In my opinion, it's right after Dr. King was murdered, mm-hmm. assassinated. And this was their answer to like, keep everybody just chill and a community together and like get together and like sing and dance. And like, that's way more peace and happiness and fucking Woodstock. In my oh opinion. Lord. Yeah. Cause like, other than like Santana on acid, you know, having the set of his life. Yeah. Over there was, he say battling the snake or fighting the snake. That's what he said that it was that yeah. face he was making. But yeah, like I was, I even like said uh, after I saw it the first time, cause I've seen this movie twice on Hulu and twice in the theater. There's nice. one, you know, there's one cool. not far from where I'm living right now. That is an amazing theater. Um, but after the first time I saw it, it's like, I think I know the definite answer to the question, um, which is, you know, when people give it to you, it's like, what time in history do you ever want to go visit if you could? 1969, Harlem, New York. That's where yeah. I want to go. The summer <laughs> of 1969, because that was six whole weeks of just unreal, amazing music of all genres and Oh man, that would uh, to be the, to be a fly on a tree. <laughs> Absolutely, or, or to actually be that guy who was, was watching it from the tree. I was yes. like, now that's how you get a really good seat at this festival. Um, how you doing, brother? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's I. God, well, we will get into the topic of the show, but I say this a lot. Where I have spent a lot of my life, um, not feeling like I was made for these times like Mm -hmm. I feel like in some ways I just relate a lot harder and it's hard to say like the person that I am now with the information I've been able to glean would I have been the same you know it's hard to say I would hope that Mm -hmm. being in those times and and thinking I would still be the same way and care about the same social causes hard to say it's just I'm just sitting here going like seeing Nina Simone on stage in the park like Jesus Christ you know it's like I only got to see Sharon Jones once and she's gone before her time and just all of these icons and I'm like David Mm -hmm. Bowie and Prince are gone I'm like I don't belong in 2021 I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna tack on I'm gonna tack on if we're we're on this subject and we're going down this road. Yes. There is another docu series on Apple TV called 1971, and I don't know if it's it's basically about all the music that was released in 1971, yeah. and they've paralleled it like a lot with what's happening like politically and like the zeitgeist at the time in a lot of ways, which is you know very reflective of what's happening in in the world right now, and you yeah. know, um, as far as civil rights and movement, um, but I I would I would suggest to watch that as well because it's very very good and, and Brooks specifically uh talks a lot about how glam rock especially t-rex kind of when there was this post beatles uh you know generation this first wave of, of a brit pop came out and then everything kind of fell flat and there was nothing to do and nobody knew who they were that's 
like when T-Rex pounced in the scene. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. where you're laying. Like that's that's when you would be like, yeah, these are my these are my feels. These are my people. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, God, if I if I could go back in time and like actually enjoy a genre of music, it will probably be 90s hip hop for me because I was what just going into the uh, double the double digits around that time. <laughs> uh, going along with that, my very first concert, and I tell people this all the time. Some don't believe me, some do, but it was Paul McCartney. Yeah, so was mine. Yeah, amazing. No. He, he was my very first concert. I don't know how my mom, God bless her, I love her to death. But she found, she got tickets to see him. This was when I was, we were still back in Columbia, South Carolina, where I'm originally from. Would that he, have been the Flaming Pie tour? I'm just going to throw the it biker, out there. Or the Biker Like an Icon tour <laughs> in 1994. It was probably, it was the 92, 93. That might also be. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my mom got tickets and we were sitting in the nosebleeds of Williams Bryce stadium. And uh, yeah, um, that was my first concert that night. I say changed my life because like from that moment on, I was just a fan of instruments and a fan of instrumentation. And yeah. So. Uh, full-throated endorsements of documentaries and excitement for returning to concerts. Mm -hmm. Oh, guys. Before we do like a really, you know, dive in fully with you and get more of your background, we of course have a little pre-shift at the top of the show. Nothing crazy. Yeah, like I swear this is an episode of Dogs in Space, guys. We're really moving (laughs) on to like... (laughs) Really moving on. I love that. I love that podcast as well, by the way. But we're not here for that. We're not here for that. We're not here for that. Uh, So, hey, I wanted to say thank you guys so much. I think the problem with people not wanting to claim T-shirts and posters is you all make an assumption that we're just inundated with fans. It was quite the opposite. And when I made it very clear that I was like, no, they're all available. Then you all wrote in like, it's so cute that you thought you missed your chance. Everyone's like, I don't know if I made it. I'm like, you're number one. Um, (laughs) So I will be dropping that all in the mail this week. And we appreciate you guys subscribing, reviewing and rating. It's awesome and it helps us. So let's uh, just jump into some headlines real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, sh- I'll take this first one. Sh- should I? Yeah. Um. So, L- L.A. Taco. Uh, here's a whole list of growing bars. Uh, in the L.A. scene, you're not able to go inside and drink at unless you show proof of vaccination. Now, this. Uh, if you guys didn't know, numbers numbers are growing. Uh, across the country, numbers are definitely growing in Los Angeles. Our mask mandate um, is back as of last Saturday night. Yeah, I think people are just trying to figure out how to navigate that. And there were a couple of bars I know for a fact on this list, Goldline specifically, prior to the mask mandate dissolving, they did require you to show proof of vaccination. But now here we are. Mask mandate is back in effect. We've got all these businesses who are just trying to save their own fucking business and asses and not get sick from unvaccinated people who are probably carrying the Delta virus um, are asking for proof of vaccination at the door and or a negative test result within 72 hours of arrival into the city. So shit's getting real. And you know what? I've been saying this, you guys. I've been like, no more fucking Mr. Nice Guy. No more like, if you get vaccinated, you get beer and you get entered into a raffle to win tickets to whatever. Like, 
You don't. No. If you don't play, you, you don't get to be a part no, of stuff. At, if at you're this not point, a member, you don't get to be a part of a club. I'm sorry to say, you know, no, Quaylen, Quaylen lives in Ohio. And I mean, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to enter into the million dollar lottery that they're putting, you know, they're having vaccinated people. If you get vaccinated, you get entered into like a pri- it's like no, no more prizes. What's going to happen now is you're not welcome. Yeah, like that phase is gone and you don't get do you go you got to get out of the pool folks you got you you fucking took a dump in the pool and now you got to get out and this particularly I chose this headline because it is the cross section of everything in your life Jarrett the fact that a you're a door guy and check IDs so not only does this now fall on your head an extra layer of freakouts but you also were safe as can be and you still caught COVID because of dumbasses yeah yeah, and you know that uh, particular establishment is already is actually looking for other door guys as we speak. They, <laughs> they, they keep advertising, and I don't know if that's because someone else like uh, may have quit or left or whatever. But yeah, that that was that was uh, that was interesting because again, like I, I I will I will stand by this to the day is blue and I end up dying, but. That's not gonna I, happen. I, no, 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 no. Yeah, not not for a while. Anyway, but yeah, I'm but, just really adding drama to your point. You know. Yes, thank you. <laughs> no, but um, I honestly thought it was a sinus infection. That's what yes. it felt like, mm-hmm. and it didn't really affect me because, like I also mentioned, I had a night job where I was literally running up and down four flights of stairs about twenty times a night collecting trash, and that didn't slow me down. I didn't feel winded. I didn't mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. or any, like extra winded or anything. And that's what like really freaked me out about it. And when I found out and then I posted it, posted the information and I was like basically put out a general warning saying, hey, if you were around me, please go get checked, you know, because that's the responsible thing to do. And then Absolutely. I get a then I get a call from uh, one of the people that worked at uh, the bar and basically is like, what would you do that? What would you put that out on the Internet? And all this other stuff. I was like, well, one, you know, I was trying to be responsible. And he's like, you know, there's people in the area that's trying to shut us down and all this other stuff because we're so bad. We're open. And I was like, but I was as safe as possible. I literally you were wore masked my the entire time. Yeah. I was maxed. I was uh kept distance as best as i possibly could and yeah i mean like what else could i have done and then like on my birthday was my first day back which is february 19th and then a couple of weeks later i get a text saying hey you mind coming in early i was like sure i and as soon as i drove past the building i looked in it was empty but i saw the owner and i was oh, like god okay i th- think i know where it's going what the f- ever yeah. dude Fuck, i know you don't need that fucking job <laughs> no years. yeah no absolutely not and then like uh it was actually kind of kind of funny because i get a text from the place that i currently work at that we'll probably discuss because of this <laughs> t-shirt right here <laughs> okay and, uh, and um he was like hey you uh we need a door guy i was like I'm still over at this other place, but uh, I'll see what I can do. And that's when I uh, messaged back that, yeah, I was let go from that job. And I called and it's like, all right, come back, come back next week. And 
I've been doing door stuff ever since. So nice. So I'm glad it like it was at least a smooth transition from like the bullshit to be put through. I'm yeah. pretty certain, and I know letting it go, but like you can't. <laughs> you can't fire somebody for like being safe during a pandemic and being like, hi, I have this, you know, make sure you're okay too. Yeah. It's just a fucked up perspective. And like getting back to this article a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, before we move on, there are a lot of people plotting bars that are like basically ask that are, are, are in fact asking for ID. But of course there's the people who, and I, and I know this, you know, from hearing things that happened again at Goldline when they were doing this in the beginning, it's like one person finds out and then they like they like start the fucking QAnon phone tree, you know, and everybody's just like ping, 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 like shut this fucking place down. Let's all go protest. They're infringing with our rights. And they're like, no, you are more than happy to sit outside mm-hmm. as an unvaccinated yeah. person. Like you have this is just the smoking section. <laughs> <laughs> the smoking gun section and like the va- the vaccinated section. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of how I feel about it. And the I vaccinated think that, I gets think that, AC. I think this is I think this is very light in comparison to what actually might be happening in the next few months and the 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 true divide that this may create solely for businesses to be able to stay open and survive. Mm-hmm. People are going to get desperate more desperate than before can you imagine if we have another fucking lockdown like what's Mm. going to happen like or you know i think i really think um it's very ill-advised but if you and you know that this will be the backlash to the response it'll be like covid positive only bar and i know and if you have a vaccine if you you know they're like you get the fuck out of here you inoculated bitch I mean, and, it's d- definitely going to be like both sides, of course. But but, but that but it's been like that already. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, and and this is like again, uh, it's so much to unpack with what's wrong with the mentality of this country. Is people are very very confused about what rights actually are. It, it's just like, hey, listen, no one's making you get it, so you aren't actually being infringed upon. The way that people say you can't, you know, like free speech, free speech. It's like, yes, you can say what you want to, but there are repercussions and people don't have to like it and people don't have to want to work with you because that's their freedom of speech. They're also expressing saying, I really don't like this hateful racist or whatever person. So it's it's, you know, people are just very confused. What they want is consequence free culture. And that's why they're really, really mad. And it's like, you don't have to get the vaccine, babies. You don't. But when people are like, get the fuck out of my my blood, sweat and tears business where I want to keep my own ass safe and my customers who've right. done the work and everyone else like hit the bricks, man. You know, absolutely. Um, and like, we don't know everybody's walk of life and why they're not getting it and why well, they have been like, I don't know. If you I, want I, I it, know. here's the thing. And I've had a lot of really great neutral discussions because I know some listeners who think we're lefty liberal elites, which, okay, whatever. It's like, this is a service industry podcast. Calm down. Uh, yeah. Have you heard the part where we uh, work in restaurants and bars and we're facialists and, you know, I fucking host karaoke in a bar. Okay. Having the COVID talk, um, it just is really, it's tough. It's exhausting. And I've had really good measured just chats with people at the bar you know when you walk in and you're like how do you feel about this just customers every walk of life and everyone has a story where they're like well I'm vaccinated but my aunt 
she'd like to be vaccinated, but she can't because of cancer, because of pregnancy, because of whatever. So it's not an aspersion that you're just a jerk um, who won't get a vaccine. There's also, we all know, historically, there are reasons that are very, very dark and bad why certain groups and, um, you know, ethnicities in our country don't want a jab, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just kind of like, it is what it is. Um, and if you can't get a vaccine, like, unfortunately, the alternative to protect yourself is to remain masked. If you've got a, if you've got a disease that it would be really, really bad for you to be in a bar anyways, it's not the place for you, period. It yep. just isn't. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, oh man. So, this article I is, I mean, it's good. This is a great introduction to, like, you know, the meat of the episode. But uh, well, Right, because I'm sitting here going, like, and then once again, because our stupid sheriff here in L.A., Villanueva, went on Fox and Friends immediately and was like, I'm not going to enforce it. You know, he's such a piece of shit. And it's like, okay, sure, go back to, like, fucking shooting rubber bullets at protesters. Whatever. Um, You can't be uh, an employee in the Fox News building unless you're vaccinated, FYI. That, too. So, How ironic. Am I I right? Yeah. The whole list of Um, Trumpy people, top to bottom, everyone who touts Trump but are the number one causes for half of the country being very, very scared to get this vaccine, they are all top to bottom, both doses in for mm-hmm. months on end. So just just really think about that. If <laughs> someone who is fully inoculated is telling mm-hmm. you not to do it, there's a political reason behind it, not one based in actual care about your well-being. So sorry, I know people get annoyed when we go into this, but this shit ain't going away. Should we go into the next super happy headline <laughs> well, that we, we have? Could, we could go past it. Here's okay. Here's what I wanted to say, jokingly. Okay, so today is Wednesday. We record on Wednesdays, and it is uh, National Junk Food Day. Okay, mm. yay, love it. Quick, <laughs> ca- quick caveat, caveat to that. So um. right now, for a couple of weeks, Frito Lay workers in Kansas have been striking because of barbarians barrack work conditions, mm-hmm. people dying and having heart attacks on the line, being literally dragged off and replaced with a new worker, like not even pausing to make sure, you know, that everyone has like a welfare check to take a break, break, have a sip of water, 80 hour work weeks, people's mental health is being impacted because they haven't had a day off away from the plant for five fucking months. People are going home and destroying their families, their relationships Mm -hmm. or killing themselves. Like it is a dire situation. So on National Junk Food Day, I beg you, enjoy, indulge in everything other than Frito-Lay and PepsiCo products. Mm-hmm. Let me yell this out real quick, okay? If you're not okay. certain, okay. And I was eating Cheetos for breakfast, you guys. So I'm already a, f- a fuck up and guilty. And I was yeah, like, so oh for, my God. For 364 days, you're bad. But today you'll be good. Today I'll be with <laughs> your breakfast. But for right now, the way you can show solidarity, solidarity and support, and I will also post it on our Instagram. But that means, Brooke, fucking stop it with the Cheetos, Fritos, Tostitos, Ruffles, Doritos, Lay's, Smart Food, Sun Chips, Stacy's, Funyuns. Santitas, uh, there's rolled gold, munchies, munchies, nut harvest, grandmas, something or other, Cracker Jack, Matador, Captain Crunch, Aunt Jemima, Chewy, Quaker Life, Bear, um, it's state fucking Sabra hummus, naked chips. It's fucking crazy. So go wow. do the research, but 
this is a really, really important labor strike happening. And the union is going to sit down with corporate offices, you know, the corporate heads at Frito and demand better work conditions. No one's had a raise in like 30 years. It's really, really bad. So, yeah, they call the insane shift suicides, like when you're working 84 hours a week because like it'll slowly kill you over time. Um, Not to toot me own horn, but I do. I'm pretty fuck. I don't have any of this bullshit ever. I really like, am. I'm just a really gross person who eats Cheetos. Um, I mean, I love Cheetos. They're they're they're. I'm not, but not. Oh, you know, and Starbucks. Other. You got to cut it out with the Starbies for a minute. Oh, um, yeah. But the bottled the bottled beverages. Starbucks is not outright owned by Frito Lay and PepsiCo. They are their own, right? Fuck. I don't know. I got to look into that. But I I really stopped with the Starbucks uh, about a year ago. Um, no, I don't have a problem with them. I'm just saying that was a personal and no Pepsi. And you guys put down your Mountain Dew, okay? Don't do the Dew. Uh, I've got all the empty Mountain Dew bottles in my trash can. <laughs> Sorry, hey, guys. Man. Hey, Did you know what? Just time. today's a new day. Just <laughs> shed light on that, yeah. and just know that even your junk food has. Blood on its hands. Blood on its uh, hands. Not, not. Hopefully, not talkies. I love my talkies. Any, anyways. Okay. Uh, this- I prefer silent films. Um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was headline slash self righteous corner. It's not self righteous. It's just like God. There, there's just a lot of stuff to be done. What can we just say? Little, yeah, just little top show rants. Little top top show d. De- Decompress. Hey, you know, what do you what do you want to do? Here's something fun. This happened right before I got on to record with y'all. Uh, I went to go support a local uh, coffee shop for my local iced coffee because I ran out of everything here. Didn't want to do the whole 20 minute fucking French press ordeal that I did. And I was like, I'm going to fucking run out. It's coffee time. Uh, the coffee they gave me tasted like water. And I was like sat in my car and I was like, I really don't want to be that person who goes back complains says the coffee is not strong enough it's i was like what pick your words brooke pick your words it's it's was it chicken soup was it chicken soup it was not chicken soup thank god although i know because it's just like it was also it's also the barista who's like the really cool brusque guy who you're like i don't want to make him mad you do the dance where you always try and stay on that barista's side and i was like i gotta do it i'm fucking tired we're about to podcast i need caffeine this sucks and so i was like hey could I get a redo? Blah, blah, blah. That goes fine. And I'm like, oh, fine. Great. I'm running behind. Got to get out of here. Back straight into a DoorDash car and crunch, oh. crunch their passenger door into uh, their uh, rat row. But fuck DoorDash. Am I right? You know, they're tell all, me yeah, about it's it. definitely all DoorDash's fault. This whole thing. Right. <laughs> Thank uh. you. What kind of karma does that say about me, though, that I backed into a DoorDash guy and now my insurance mm. policy is all a titter. Anyways, um, well, guys, should we get into some server submitted stories? All right, guys, first story. Um, here we go. So me and this other server decided we would have a red hat lady themed table purse hooks made and sell them to our shitty red hat society guests (laughs) we went around asking all the staff if they wanted to invest in our future million dollar company but wouldn't tell them what it was just that it was a once in a lifetime opportunity to get in on the ground floor of something new 
We kept it up for an entire month being stone-faced serious, never got any investors, and we never made the purse hooks, but we had a grand time with our inside joke. Tiana, this is the most random. I know. I, and I don't know if it's Tanea, Tanaya. T- anyways, either way, it was like she was like driving to Mexico, <clears throat> messaging us on Instagram. She was like, I have got a story to tell you, but let me drive to Mexico first. Um, and I just love that because we all know It's been a minute. Have you seen anyone bring their table hook for their purse? Yes, I have seen those. Not for a very, very, very long time. I feel like it was like a 90s, like early aught situation. Like maybe your your mom accidentally or on purpose in the strangest way got you one for Christmas. And you're like, what the fuck am I ever going to do with this weird thing? And then it just sits in your closet for years. I feel like it's like that kind of gift. It's a very, because I'm just like, I get that my purse will remain clean but my dignity is actually going to be on the floor when yeah. I attach a device to the side of a table um I do I do kind of like when I go to bars and there's not hooks there I'm always I always go oh oh <laughs> if only there was something I could have in my purse that would hook my purse up to the bar when there is no hook. Well, I um, bring I bring a hammer and nails or like a, a I bring a I usually carry a small drill. Yeah, I typically I carry a very large hat rack in my trunk. Exactly. And I'll go get it. And I you know, they're very inexpensive. You can get them at the hardware store. Just two screws and a nice little hook. And, you know, the bartender just hears like. You know, they're like, what are you up to? And I'm like, I'm improving the bar. Okay. And the mm-hmm. customer experience. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I would personally rather just that. like to um, have my own other chair that no one else can use. That's for my stuff. And, <laughs> and that's my that now that's mine. <laughs> I, I will say that there is as as a lady, you know, who was just like, I literally was like, okay, I'm I'm learning next time I go to like a fun like watching like we were watching like Euro Cup, you know, or World Cup or shit like that. It's like, don't bring all your shit. There's not going to be any space for it. Wear a fanny pack. That's just going to be my new move. Well, that's the new that's the new world now anyway. You have yeah, to bring yes. like teeny tiny things everywhere into bars now because like no one wants to touch your gross shit. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. But I, Jarrett, probably as a, as a guy who usually carries a wallet, right? You're not familiar. Mm. Ladies, we have to do this like very weird. You sit down and then you start like fondling beneath the bar. You have to do this really weird hug mm-hmm. and you're running mm. your arms up and down looking for a hook. And then instead you just get a splinter and like a piece of gum and a fucking mm-hmm. phlegm wad on your hand. And you're like, I mm-hmm. guess no hooks. But now I have a staph infection. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, when someone tells you that if you put put your purse on the floor it's bad juju like you don't ever forget that like you're not supposed to put your purse directly mm. onto the ground because mm. apparently it's bad luck or bad form i don't know you'll be cursed like mm. you get a curse put on you um these are things you just don't forget so i not not that i wouldn't invest in this but i think it's the <laughs> hilarity well, i love the hilarity of an inside joke which i've said over and over and over the dumbest shit that you and your work spouse ensuing well, all night long because all you got is each other you that's know what, that's what happens like the when you're so like on autopilot with the job that you can have a whole running gag going while you're actually serving and executing orders my faves and you're playing shark tank the entire shift and it is what it is hello do you want to invest all right i've got one coming in this way this is really fun there's going to be a lot to unpack here so Scoot over, server submitted stories. This is Tales from an HR Lady. 
Oh, wow. I know. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Today is the 10-year anniversary of my first day in human resources. I'm all up in my feels and knew it was time to write to my favorite podcast and tell you why I hate slash love working with restaurants. She says, retail schmeetip. Retail schmetail, restaurants are straight traumatic for everyone involved. Having spent the entire 10 years supporting a variety of restaurants, it never ceases to amaze me how truly low the bar people think it is for restaurant workplace culture. We can do better. And we're looking at you, sleazy managers. <laughs> so she says, restaurant workers of the world, listen up. You deserve fair and harassment-free workplaces. If one of the line cooks grabs your ass, it ain't cool. It's fucked up. If a customer demeans you, your boss is actually supposed to take action. If they don't, it's fucked up. If a supervisor just stops scheduling you, it's actually not okay. It's fucked up. If there is no HR or anyone to support you in what the fuck to do about it, find a new gig. We would all have to walk off our jobs, unfortunately. Um, okay, so she says, I can't tell you how many sexual harassment interviews I've conducted, but it's a lot. So for the love of sweet baby tuxedo wearing Jesus, don't be those people. Don't make me sift through video to watch you throw a condom away on the security footage you didn't know existed or read the 1,000 dirty text messages you sent each other. I don't love asking an employee did you tell her you were going to fuck her better than she's ever been fucked before? Oh, no. no. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this is so real. This is like so real. Have you ever oh. told any employee you were going to fuck them better than they've ever been fucked before with a straight face? <laughs> but you know what? I fucking do because I'm a goddamn professional. That and I'm so desensitized to shenanigans. I've developed this sick superpower where nothing surprises me anymore. You hear that, restaurants? I'm devoid of bewilderment. <laughs> <laughs> so great. She says, I had an incredibly high dishwasher follow a customer out of the bathroom and yell, stop looking at my Johnson in front of the whole dining room. Oh, Whoa. Right. Okay. Literally, he followed the poor guy all the way back to where his family was sitting. Sorry, kids. I had to discipline a prep cook who rode his bicycle to work and parked in the front row customer parking spot every day. That's every baller. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I repeat bicycle. I had to have a conversation with the front of house manager who called off for an entire weekend and came back with all four of her front teeth removed. <laughs> Wow. I never got a clear answer on what happened then, but it was definitely not board certified dentistry. There was the employee who brought her two fucking cats in a box to work. <laughs> and then that fateful Sunday when a line cook was singing at the top of his lungs right in the face of a female coworker. She didn't care, but her server boyfriend sure did. Nothing like a fist fight during brunch. Hollandaise and garnish everywhere. You love to see it. Wow. Ooh. Okay, here we go. Yeah. I have also, though, watched an entire staff pitch in to take care of a server recently diagnosed with cancer. I know sometimes family meal is the best meal an employee might have and with the only family they have. That is a very sweet, goosebumpy, poignant sentence. So she said, I watch as kids grow up and leave because they graduate and as older employees retire or relocate, and I love when they come back to visit. All to say, stay weird, restaurants. You have been my best days and my worst days, but always keep it interesting. 
Godspeed, good tips, and please stop fucking touching each other, NHR lady. And she says, P.S., love the pod. You cry or drink in the walk-in, but you cry or drink in the walk-in, but on my tough days, I escape to eat Arby's in my car and listen to the Sidework podcast. <laughs> Laughing along with you almost makes me feel like my life is normal. Okay, so if any of you need yeah. advice or have a questionable workplace situation, holler at your girl. Happy to weigh in on how fucked it is and what the fuck you can do about it. Wow. And she says, mm. I know. I'm like, this is going to be a resource. We have to have like, it. Yeah, yeah. Ask an HR lady. Okay, <laughs> the, the answer is going to be that's fucked up. Um, So she says, please put me in the submission protection program. Don't use my real name or email address. Don't worry. She says, I still have all that professional bullshit to worry about. So, wow. I am so wow. glad. I am so glad that this person decided to write in because, yeah. yes, we will field it's, these questions for you. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. First, this is very, very real. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I am very triggered by someone telling me like stone faced like how they're gonna fuck me and how like and me being a 19 year old girl and me being like, what's happening? Somebody help me! Like that's absolutely happened to me when I was a, a kid, a child, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. And when you're young, just in general, you are not aware of your rights in the world, period. You know, they don't really like to set us up for success. No, no, they don't. Um, That's amazing. All right, guys. So if you guys want to send in stories, some HR questions, <laughs> ask an HR professional, you can hit us up sideworkpod at gmail.com. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right. So let's get into our topic of the day. We are 134 episodes in and only now thought to cover bouncers, doormen, and security, but it's for a reason. It's because the worlds have collided and we got one of our friends and listeners, Jarrett Hayes, to join us for the podcast and tell us all about it from his point of view because it's his profession. <laughs> One of, one of, yes. one of, <laughs> which I yeah. think is like one thing you find out with people who do do are bouncers. Like they do, they all do. Everybody does several things, right? Oh, or they absolutely. everybody has many jobs. Yeah. 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 I, I have three. One, I am a production assistant for a leather company here in Atlanta. I also work door at two different bars on the opposite ends of the uh, same area uh, in Atlanta as well. So. And uh, I have stories for days. Oh, <laughs> boy, yeah. oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, yeah. 
the most recent one was as of last night. So <laughs> <laughs> it's fresh, folks. Oh, very fresh. It's, it's fresher than a DoorDash delivery. I'll tell you that much. Hello. Uh, real quick. Um, mm -hmm. Leather production assistant. Yes. How interesting. Like, mm -hmm. so give us a quick rundown. What the fuck? Cool. I'm uh, interested. Yeah. But uh, basically, uh, it's a company in Atlanta, uh, not far from where I live. Uh, and they were looking for assistance because production started to pick up a lot more. And um, basically, I helped with building bags and um uh, other little things like um, card wallets or- Oh, I want one. I love card yeah. wallets. Ooh. Even, yeah, I'll send you the link to their uh, uh, store and whatnot uh, after this. But yeah, it's a pretty cool place. And um, yeah, uh, I'm not going to give the name, but I just like the- No, it's fine. That's a it's a scary movie. But uh but yeah, uh I'll uh, give you all that after this. But uh yeah, it's a pretty cool place and we get along very well. Everyone's just sitting there laughing and talking most of the time. And it must be a nice change from like bouncing too. Oh, you know what I mean? God, it must yeah. must be nice to break break it up. Yeah, I would imagine. Woo. Yeah. Um, just the smell of leather as opposed to the smell of vomit and booze, oh. um, which is very real. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> but bouncing into a little bit of the history of bouncers. So the word bouncer was first popularized in a novel called The Young Outlaw, which was published in 1875. In chapter 14, entitled Bounced, a boy is thrown out of the restaurant because he has no money to pay for his dinner. An 1883 newspaper article stated that the bouncer is merely the English chucker outer which you know that's a fun term to be called like hi could you can you be our chucker outer you can know you, can, you, can you chuck this person out of here uh <laughs> hey can we get a chucker yeah i like bouncer better uh, i think it's, me, the, it's the bar yeah. patrons who end up being the chuckers you know what i'm saying i mean you're kind of an umpire too you know what i mean oh, yeah. you're out of here like oh, very much Lord. very similar yeah oh god is. Oh, uh, the 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 many uh, the many of arguments that I have to go through it, of just people just not doing the basic things, you know. But we'll we'll get into that. We'll unpack the, it. Yes, because um, oh, there's so much. There's so, so much, much. There's so much. It's really something, you know. Who knows? <laughs> maybe this will. Uh, maybe we can squeak two episodes out of it too. But oh, um, yeah. you know, it's. The, the bouncer, so a.k.a. your doorman, your door supervisor, it's it's a type of security guard, right? So yeah. and you can be employed at venues such as bars, nightclubs, cabarets, strip clubs would be a huge one. Casinos, hotels, billiard halls, restaurants, sports events, obviously, and con concerts. So these are all details that you could qualify to be working at and basically you know the big the big things that you do you are providing uh, security you are trying to check people at the door for legal drinking age and to sort of be a big tough babysitter for folks who can't hold their liquor and need to be booted yep. um so and I don't know what your situation is, but you can be hired directly by the venue or you can be sort of pooled like from a security staffing firm. Mm -hmm. huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all my jobs I got uh, via word of mouth from an employee uh, okay. at that venue at that uh, particular bar or restaurant. 
So, yeah, that's and how I got in. Did you? Okay. And they say just in general um, that basically if you are going to be a door guy, probably a good reputable one, you are required to have training, licensing, and like a really thorough background check. That is for like the bigger venues okay. that will require like such right. things. Like uh, the places that I work is just chill, laid back. People mm-hmm. come in, people go out, just make sure that everyone's okay, safe, and not to not ine- not inebriated to the point where you have to interview. That's nice. Because, yeah. So, well, and I feel like when when you're at a place like that, you're like. It's like you don't even use the word bouncer. You're like, yeah, there's a guy carding at the door. That's like right. what I call you. I'm like, it, yeah. it's the guy. Yeah, you're the door the guy. You're the, you're the door, door guy. guy. That's when you're I'm the, the door, door guy. guy. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like sometimes that, you know, in my experience is more of like when the place is busy. So like on a Monday or Tuesday night, you know, when it's slower, you may or may not need that extra set of hands or right. eyes or ears, mm. you know. Um, just like overseeing the place. Whereas like on the weekends when things are popping, you absolutely need that help at the door. Oh, absolutely. It's too much for the bartender to do those extra steps of confirming Mm. your age and then serving and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's a really, really vital function to Mm -hmm. really assist the bar staff. Yeah. And it's basically to streamline just to, you know, take that time out to actually check IDs. So, yeah. Yeah, I I love it. I think it's like you're kind of like you're like a house mom of a sorority. You know what I mean? In a way, you're just making (laughs) sure everybody's having a safe enough good time. Like you're just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're fine. Go in. Go have fun. And you're not. And you're there to like really facilitate and assist the flow. You know, the legality of patrons coming in and out of the bar. You're there Mm -hmm. to keep the bar staff safe. But let's be honest, too. You have incidents where patrons are bugging each other and that. I'm sure more more often than not is a situation that you got to keep an eye on. And it's you're the person we look to for help many times, like where to mm-hmm. some people you're a villain to many, many others. You're a fucking hero, you know, Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Some famous infamous bouncers uh, that Brooke put here, Al Capone, which um, that what didn't that guy do? Huh? Right? Yeah, huh? About it. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to go into any bar. He's at the front door of personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the smell was not good. I'm sure oh. he was a stinky guy. Michael Clark Duncan Dodoy was a bouncer. I'm sure. Mm-hmm sure that is obvious to everybody and james gandolfini um just a few few uh people who are famous who he worked at a as a bouncer at an on-campus pub while studying at rutgers for acting so um and i have a handful of friends that have just like honestly and the i think bouncers like use two ways too like you were saying like that you know, you bounce people, but you bounce around from bar to bar a lot as a bouncer. Like mm-hmm. you, cannot, you can hop around and do it at different places. But yeah. primarily, though, a pretty male dominated field, wouldn't you guys say? I don't really see many lady bouncers out there. Well, I, I actually live with one because I got her a job at one of the uh, one of the bars that I work at because yeah! she and she was looking for something as well. And she actually has experience working at one of the bigger concert venues on the outskirts of town. And I was like, well, we're hiring over here. And she's like, let me know. I want to get it. And I was like, all right. And <laughs> now she's there. So yeah. that's thank you for, you know, it, it's it's an assumption that we're always willing to be proven wrong because, you know, we keep seeing you know what we like to call like a male dominated field and a lot more women saying 
I want to see it at the table, even though this is something that might not sound appealing to many women, to plenty of others. It does. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have another listener, Lyriel, who we want to talk to um, about yeah. the fact that she also works at a bar as security in and around nice. California. So she, there's always an exception to the rule, and we could see this field growing. Also, I'd be such a great door person. I have oh, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I would be like, wait, I'd be like, you need to be cool. Okay. <laughs> I would have yeah. one in there, but don't disappoint me. Yeah. I, I, that's yeah. my whole thing is I wouldn't want to disappoint Andrea there. There's like, I think as, as women, we can get like a, like a real psychological game going with you too. You know, mm. like you don't want to make me upset. Yeah. I know I look small, but I'm mean and I'm fast and I bite, you know, anyways, <laughs> I'm getting so many feels right now of like, having my ID ready and like wanting to do a really good job for like the person I have to show my ID to and like smiling and then never getting a smile back and be like, hi. And they're just like, eh, yeah, whatever. Where's your shit? Like, mm. or if I fumble and I can't find it, I, I'm like, sorry, 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 sorry. And then like, you know, they're immediately like, whatever, who's behind you? Like you can just, I don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. you know hand it to me when you get it so yeah. i just i always want to i always want to do a really good job when i <laughs> let's start there probably all as people who have passed a fake id along to someone checking them at some point in our lives um mm -hmm. how good would you say you are jared at uh, spotting a fake i am fairly okay i know i could get better but for the most part i'm okay um one of the easier ones to spot is a Texas ID. Okay. Because on the back of it, uh, there and one of the uh, statements on the back, the I isn't is the I isn't dotted. Okay. So if the I is dotted, it's a fake. Interesting. And whoever is mm. like manufacturing mm. these kind of fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. And um, the harder ones is the. Uh, it might have been a few years ago now, but uh, the South Carolina IDs, they were pretty much paper. Oh. So you would think that it was like laminated paper. So you would think that it's a fake, but it turns out it's actually real. And uh, that was verified by uh, one of the places that I was a server at. Okay. Um, and uh, we thought it was a fake. He told him it was a fake, but there was another customer from South Carolina who had basically the same ID. So we were like, oh, we're sorry. So, you know, everything was fine from that moment on. But what does yeah. that say about South Carolina? Jeez, it, come yeah, on, invest in, uh, invest in some plastics, y'all. And now like yeah, like everybody has time. to have a real ID now, right? Is that right. Like, yeah. that's so. Oh, that's, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that really get uh, like gets under people's skin. It's like I don't have my ID with me, but I got a photo of it on on my phone. And I'm like, no, we cannot take photo IDs because that could be just anybody or just any. I was ID. told I could use my Costco card to fly. Does yeah. that mean I can come in and drink in your establishment and pee all over your toilet seat? No, uh, not oh. at all. <laughs> I mean. That, yeah. Yeah, to be uh, fair, you know, because like back in the day, I mean, the move was if you could find an ID or get a hand me down of someone who even just looked remotely like you, because like it's ballsy just making a full on fake one. I went by just trying to look sort of like the person in the picture who was like a 28 year old from downriver. And I was, um, I think, 19 years old at that point, you know, probably 19 yeah. or 18. But um. But it's so funny because, yes, like there was a window in time 
where now we've got a unified sort of real ID situation where you can scan it, swipe it, that whole mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then yeah. there was this probably race against, you know, your acuity for picking this out where people were getting really good at Photoshop. Not in my day. You would mm-hmm. go stand in this room where someone had made a life-size cardboard cutout with Michigan identification in it and had a blue velvet backdrop and you would stand between the cardboard and the backdrop and hold still (laughs) and then they would take your picture in that and then like you know laminate it cut it out stamp it seal it yeah but they made a lot of money doing that but now then yeah like I was old enough you know I've been old enough for 20 years (laughs) at this point so yeah I mean so you know you've got someone who coming in they might have ID but they certainly have a $20 bill they're throwing out yeah how do bribes work in your world well, for me, I pretty much go for the no bribe more times than not. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how hungry I am, no matter how far back behind the bill I am, I will more most more times than not take a bribe. Um, that's not to say that I've never taken a bribe. Sure, I'm you know I would you know when you're young and dumb, right? But, Absolutely. Yeah, like for example, this guy was completely joking. Ultimately, at the end, but. He was saying like, hey, man, I'm just, uh, again, joking. He was like, I'm 17 years old. If I give you 500 right now, would you let me in? I was like, no. Nope. You can't no. do it. You cannot. But he was of age and he showed me his ID. He was just joking. But that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not like, to say I'm not least. a rich troll. Like, this exactly. isn't a, this isn't like riddles in game time. My friend. Exactly. And also, and you know, just to go down a list of some things, uh, quit ask, quit asking the the bouncer how old do you think I look or how old do you think I am. Uh, yeah, it's not like an assessment against you to have to like prove your age. Nobody exactly. gives a shit, dude. Like, exactly. Like, just be twenty one or older, and you're fine. Calm yeah. the fuck down. And I oh think I think the response moving forward, Jarrett, when people mm-hmm. do that, the, just the across the board response from all doormen and door women is not a day over sixty five. Um, <laughs> someone asks, "How old do you think I look?" Oh, you know, I, my go to answer has always been uh, when they say, "How old do you think I am?" I always say twelve. You look like you're Aww. twelve. You yeah, look like you're really? twelve. Yes. Yeah, but the oh. government says you're okay. Have a great time, kiddo. Exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> I think, you know, as far as like the door and handling the door, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. being inside and like having to deal with like confiscating drugs, people who might have like illegal things, like how is that something? I mean, it's probably, you're probably finding drugs and also having to take them away from people, I would imagine. Oh, God. Like, yeah. Um, that usually comes about when it's brought to my attention by mm-hmm. one of the staff mm-hmm. because I'm just there to check IDs and basically make sure that no one's bringing in cigarettes because you cannot smoke in bars in Atlanta unless you're mm-hmm. like father, grandfathered in into where you can still allow it. That's beyond me. Um, you also are not supposed to bring in outside drinks either. Right, so, right. Policing the, that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, those are the two main things that I'm looking for is if someone's trying to sneak in alcohol or sneak in nicotine sticks. And um, yeah, like there might like if they're smoking weed or something, I tell them, like just take it outside, mm-hmm. you know, don't bring it in. It, 
I mean, God, what was it? About three or four weeks ago, there was a series of death to uh, fentanyl-laced, uh, uh, I think it was Coke. You know, and Oof. one of them was, I uh, happened to be a very respected guy in the community of where I used to work. And um, yeah, there was like four deaths in one night from this Whoa. batch. And uh, now everyone's uh, learning how to use the uh, oh, what's they what is it called? Nar- the, uh, Narcan. Yes, the Narcan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think uh, this week at uh, one of my jobs, they are going to sh- like have a display and a show for us to learn how to use wow. it. Wow! So and, you don't have someone like die in your yeah and anyway yeah in your yeah. That's and, fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. And uh, but that's the thing about it is like um <laughs> there's a comedian who actually did a whole thing about different sides of the cities of Atlanta. And one of them was about uh East Atlanta and where is you cannot find cocaine. And it's one of the funniest uh things <laughs> that you'll ever see. He actually had to he actually had to redo it because um the original video was taken down because it was encouraging the sale of illegal substances. So he had to redo it to where it's like not the sale of illegal substances. So, but it was so funny, but yeah, it's like everywhere. And the thing about it, all the, all these drug dealers in the city are some of the most respected people in the bar culture and the bar community. So they'll get the, they're the regulars that will come in and get a drink or a, a drink or two, but that might be where they sell. That's like one of their main distribution yes. areas. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when it comes to, when it comes to drugs there, I, I honestly want to see like some sort of better like eye for it all around but at the same time that one's definitely going to be a phantom that you're basically trying to find and pin down yeah well, it's, sometimes it sounds like it's even it's bigger than you in a way you know like, please you are you like we keep you know you are the door guy you are not the dea this is right. not your fucking bar yeah. this is yeah. not your fucking establishment so i really do think you know people should practice a healthy dose of if i didn't see it it didn't happen yeah or just this is look just, the other way when absolutely it comes. this is just bar culture like generally like people oh, yeah. are gonna be doing coke in the bathroom people are gonna fucking light up mm-hmm. a cigarette when they're not supposed to people are gonna this is these are just like nightly things that occur like on every shift you have you know but like i think and the staff coming, is doing it you know i mean yeah 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 it's an accepted it. thing but like, like you know but i think it's like if, if it's more in your face so you know just straight up like refusing entry right that's yeah. kind of more what it is yeah thanks so much guys for listening to part one of bouncers we'll be back next week with more on the topic from Jarrett. until then send those server submitted stories our way sideworkpod at gmail.com and you know what we say at the end of every episode godspeed and good tips thanks for listening guys bye